Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, I am so excited to be here with you. This is our first episode of very many more, and I thought a great place to start is with where it all started for me, and that is with sleep anxiety. And for those of you who don't know, sleep anxiety is anxiety around being able to fall asleep, and it's something that can create a lot of angst and turmoil Uh, when you have a big event coming up or just in the day-to-day of your life, if you're concerned you're not going to be able to get the sleep that you need and you have a lot of fear around that and, and what it could mean for your career and your life. So that is what this episode is all about. Now, for anyone experiencing sleep anxiety, there will be tips in this episode that you can immediately apply to your life. And for those of you who haven't experienced sleep anxiety, the tips shared in this episode will still apply to you. I want you to think about it in terms of other ways you've experienced anxiety. And if anxiety isn't the emotion of struggle for you, if it's something else, I want you to think about that specific emotion that you maybe do struggle with because the lessons learned can apply to other emotions as well. All right, so that is what this episode is all about. Now, before we dive in, I want to share a work win with you. Work wins are where I share with you wins that my clients have had working in their own work, whether that be in a career or their own business. And I think the more we can see each other succeeding, the more we can see how we can apply these tools to our own lives, how we can make massive shifts and have incredible transformations in our own work and show up in a way that is true and genuine to us, the more we can see that this is happening to people around us. This shows us that we also see it can happen to us. It's available to us. It is possible for us, and it is happening all around. It is not a fluke. It is not a once in a random moment type of thing. People are intentionally making shifts in their career, in their work every day, and you can do this too. So today for the work win, I will be celebrating a former client of mine. And what she did is she published a book. And the book is called What the Hell is Life? As a part of this celebration, I have linked to it in the podcast notes. And I remember when I first started coaching her, she told me that she wanted to publish two books, but she was stuck. She had a lot of unanswered questions that were spinning around questions like, should I actually move forward with this? And what format should I do it in? Which book should I start with? And the list goes on. And these questions were stopping the progress. We did a lot of coaching on that. And for those of you who have your own goal in mind, maybe it's not publishing books, maybe it's something else, I want you to think about the questions that are happening in your mind. Because sometimes our brain presents us with questions to help us, and other times it presents us with question after question as a means to slow us down because it's afraid to move forward 
forward with the task. So if it just keeps giving you questions and you don't answer them, then you stay wondering and analyzing and not doing. So I want you to be on to your brain if that's happening for you like it was with my client. And now I'm also excited to report that she has continued her journey and her next book is coming out soon. It's going to be a poetry book and she has some others planned as well. So congratulations to you. Let's celebrate Aisha's win and let's all know that this means these types of changes are possible for all of us. When we're willing to do the work, to get coached, to look into our minds, we can create amazing growth and transformations for ourselves. You can do this too. All right, today I want to start by sharing my story. This podcast, it's called Your Work Your Way for a reason. It's because I went through a lot of my time in corporate America doing work not my way. And and this isn't to say that you need to be super stubborn and it's my way or the highway from a place of frustration. What this is really about is each and every one of us coming back to who we are, finding a way to realign with that inner truth, that wisdom inside that we all have. Some of us call it our inner soul. Some of us call it our true self, our inner voice, our inner guidance, whatever word you use to describe it, you can tap into it. But for me, I was going through corporate life not tapped into this. I was people pleasing. I was asking other people what they thought was best without ever rechecking in with myself to even see if I agreed. And my career looked great on the outside. Honestly, like it looked awesome. It seemed like I had all the successes. And yes, outwardly, there were results that were happening. But y'all, I was coming home crying after work almost every night. I was leaving in the morning, having to wipe the tears away so that I could get into the office and show up because I was putting on this mask every freaking day and I wasn't really showing up as me. And here's, here's the clutch of it. Here's where it really came to helping me see that I needed to make a shift. And, and for you all listening out there, I want you to think about the parts of this story that you can relate to. Because there are going to be ways that you can then apply some of the tactics I'll be talking about in today's episode to your own career, to your own work, so you can make shifts. So what I want to focus on is this particular uh, situation that was happening to me. I'm sure throughout this podcast, I'll be sharing different instances with you to make the tools that I'll be sharing come to life. Uh, But today, I want to focus on one particular thing, and it was sleep anxiety. I would get so nervous before presenting at work, whether it be to a client, uh, whether it be to a large group of people, whether it be virtual or in person, I would get so nervous because I was a consultant, right? So I would come in and well, often I was, you know, working on the back end, but there were times when I was getting these new opportunities where I would come in and work with clients. So I remember distinctly, there was this presentation that I was giving to a board and it was a big deal because I hadn't ever been given such an opportunity. And I am 
a younger woman. I mean, young by whoever's standards. I, I don't know. At this point, I think I was in my late 20s. And I was presenting to a board of directors who were all like older white men. And I was so nervous. I prepared and I overprepared and I thought maybe I just need to prepare some more. So I had everything memorized and dialed. So I knew my stuff. But the thing I was nervous about was being able to fall asleep the night before. Because I'd been experiencing this anxiety at night. And at the time, the way I would describe it is it came out of the middle of nowhere. But I now know it was all of this repressed emotion that I was experiencing from not letting myself be me. But the way it felt at this time in my life was I'd go to sleep. And if there was a big event, whether it be the night before my wedding or the night before a big work presentation, I would get incredibly anxious. It wouldn't be a specific thought. It would be, I would like be asleep or almost asleep. And all of a sudden I'd wake up in a panic. Like I felt like somebody had just injected me with adrenaline and I would just completely wake up in this stressed out place. I hadn't been dreaming. I hadn't even gotten that far asleep yet, but I would be so anxious and I'd close my eyes and try to fall back asleep and it would happen again and again. So here I am, it's like a week before my presentation to this board, and I'm already concerned, well, let's use the real word, freaking out, (laughs) that I'm not going to be able to sleep the night before and that that will impact my job, my ability to present, my ability to drive to the location where this event was happening. So the whole week before, I'm talking to my husband about these concerns. Of course, I'm never saying anything to my boss or my company. I'm just keeping it to myself and to my husband, really, telling him how nervous I was that I wasn't going to be able to sleep the night before the presentation. And so that whole week, I was having trouble sleeping, but really, it got to be quite bad the actual night of the presentation. So I drove to my uh, friend's house because she lived closer to where this presentation was because the presentation was taking place a couple hours from where I lived. And I slept in, in her house. And I was in this room that I didn't know by myself, panicking. But not just panicking. I was going from panic to inner rage. I was going from being so upset at myself that I couldn't just relax like a normal person and fall asleep. And then I was switching into, but what if I really can't fall asleep? This could mean that I bomb the presentation or this could make it so I can't drive the rest of the way to the event and then I'll get in a serious accident. Or maybe the presentation will go fine, but I have to drive three hours to get home then, you know, then that day and I won't be able to think clearly then. And I had all of these worst case scenarios going through my head. Like here I am, just to paint this picture, in this lovely room in a wonderful bed and a great temperature. It was nice and quiet. Everything was fine. But in my mind, I was envisioning me in a car crash driving home from this presentation that I had bombed because I hadn't slept. It just goes to show you how far away from the reality of my current moment that I was, that I was envisioning such a tragedy 
and then beating myself up for it, for not being able to just fall asleep. So I was eventually able to fall asleep. And I think I got like two hours maybe that that night. Um, So that was a win for me. But this pattern continued to happen. And it got to the point where I remember thinking, okay, either I need to quit my job, not be a trainer, not present to people, do something easier, or I need to get this handled. Those are my options. And the first option, it felt like quitting. It it wasn't what I wanted. It felt like defeat. It felt like throwing in the towel. So I went to work on the second option. I went to work on getting back in control of my anxiety, specifically my anxiety around sleep. So that is where my real journey of transformation and growth starts. It starts with this devastation, this seemingly ordinary experience of not being able to sleep that truly was impacting my entire life to the point where I wasn't going to pursue this career that I wanted to pursue to the point where I was not wanting to go to bachelorette parties because we would all be, you know, sleeping in the same hotel room and that made make it even harder for me to fall asleep and I didn't want anyone to know the struggle that I was having and it sounds so minuscule compared to the types of problems that people often face And yet it wasn't because my entire life was being put on hold and was being challenged. When you can't sleep and you make it a problem. So I'm not saying that sleep is the problem or not sleeping is the problem. The problem for me was the way I approached not sleeping. When you make it into such a massive deal, everything around you starts to crumble. When you are panicking in the middle of the night and shaking your husband, waking him up, telling him how nervous you are, it affects your relationship. It affects the people around you. It affects your ability to continue in your career. It affects your relationships with your friends. Every area of my life was beginning to get impacted, seriously impacted, and I didn't know what to do. This was probably one of the darkest points in my life because it was all self-inflicted. Nothing external had happened. I was doing this to me, and that made it even worse. So what did I do? Well, I tried a bunch of different solutions. I went and I, um, I changed my entire schedule. I began having rules about blue light because blue light affects the chemicals that you release. So when the sun went down, I would put on these orange glasses. I don't know if if you know what I mean. You know those glasses that construction workers might wear or somebody who's like blowtorching something <laughs> would wear? There are these big clunky orange glasses. They're plastic. It, it's to block blue light. 
Well, I bought some. They're not cute. They make much cuter ones now. <laughs> These were not cute, but they were cheap and they were effective at blocking blue light. So I'd put them on as soon as the sun would go down to try to get my body chemistry back in the right place. And that was helpful, but it didn't make me fall asleep. So then I decided I needed to exercise more, but I couldn't exercise too close to bed because I knew I needed my body temperature to be lower. I did all of this research about sleep. I focused so much on the external problem. So I want you to notice that. That is a pattern in this story, and I want you to think about how this might apply to your own situations that you're in. Are you focusing on external shifts as opposed to the inner workings of your mind? And yeah, external shift can make a difference, but those alone will not change the situation, will not change it because you bring your mind with you. People, you can change careers, you can get a new boss, you can do something to change how you're showing up at your work from an external place, like shifting those types of things in your situation. But if you have not changed the way you view it, the way you feel, literally the energy, not just your mind, the energy you are bringing, it will only work in that little instance and then it'll it'll come with you. You bring your energy with you wherever you go. So yeah, you shifted in this external situation. It shows up somewhere else. So I want you to notice how that's happening for you. So back to my story here, I was making all these external shifts. I had all of these rules to try to help me fall asleep, putting the orange glasses on, not watching anything stimulating at least an hour before bed, not eating a couple hours before bed, exercising but not too close to bed, taking cold showers to cool my body temperature, getting the air conditioner to be a very specific degree, eating specific foods that were supposed to help calm the nerves like, uh, or and also help you fall asleep like bananas or cashews. I was doing all of these things and I still wasn't falling asleep. So then I upped it even more. I began doing special sleep storied meditation type of things. I got a book and I started taking all these natural supplements, self-medicating really, which then I did fall asleep, but I felt so groggy and I just felt out of it. I I felt drugged, honestly, even though these were natural supplements, there was nothing uh, that was a prescription there, but I could tell it was affecting me chemically and I did not like the way it was going. And I don't recommend anyone doing that without consulting a doctor. So I stopped doing that because it, it, it was uh, making me feel kind of weird. And I went and I saw my actual doctor and I got a prescription for some sleep medication and I took it and it did help me fall asleep the first time, but then it stopped working for me because I started getting nervous about what if this stops working? I started thinking, what if these sleeping pills stop working? Then what am I going to do? I've tried everything else. Well, when you think that way about the pill and then you take the pill, guess what? The pill doesn't work because you've blocked it from working because you've told yourself it might not work. Your brain goes, got it. This might not work. And you make yourself anxious. So I was self-sabotaging myself left and right, filled with all of these rules none of which were working for long periods of time. 
This is where I then started going to therapy. And therapy helped. It did. It helped me diagnose the problem. I am a full supporter of therapy. I think it is incredibly beneficial. For me, it helped me to see what was happening, but I wasn't shifting out of it. I wasn't then going to, how do I make a change? And I'm sure there are some therapy modalities out there that address this, but for me, what I ended up doing was going to life coaching. I got myself a coach, and this coach helped me to shift out of my anxiety. How? I remember the moment I was being coached and I was sharing my experience, feeling devastated and embarrassed and ashamed all at the same time. And she looks at me and she goes, Lisa, what if not sleeping was not a problem? Now, for those of you who've never experienced anxiety about sleep, that question might seem pretty obvious. (laughs) But for me, I was blown away. I had never considered that not sleeping was not a problem because I had all these stories about how it was a problem. And there are studies and research out there that shows you all of the negative impacts of not sleeping. So I didn't really believe it at first. But I decided to lean into it and think that it, it could be a reality. What if not sleeping was not a problem? What would that mean? Well, it would mean when I don't fall asleep, I would just think, okay, I'm not falling asleep. And that's where the story would end. It would mean I don't have to get anxious about all the things that could go wrong by not sleeping because I decided not sleeping was not a problem. So this is something that sounded really nice in theory to believe that not sleeping was not a problem because it would solve the anxiety. But I couldn't believe it yet. I tried to force myself into believing not sleeping was not a problem right away. And my brain just came up with all of the reasons that wasn't true. It was like I was trying to use logic to change how I felt. I see this with my clients all the time. We try to change our thinking as a means to change how we feel. And yes, your thoughts do impact how you feel and do determine a lot of those feelings. But you can't logic your way out of how you feel. You can't argue from a theoretical standpoint, an intellectual debate, in order to change the the energy, the true subconscious beliefs that you have. You don't You don't need a logical argument building a case to yourself. What you need is to accept where you're at. That is the first step. The logic, the argument, the pointing it out, all that can come later. But not when you're in the moment of the anxiety or the feeling or it's already within you. If you've already triggered that response, logic isn't going to stop it. It's already there. And if you try to logic your way out of it and you're already feeling awful, you're going to notice, but I already feel awful. So you will start doubting yourself and it'll impact your trust in yourself. That's what my experience was. So I had to stop logicking my way out of it. So what I did was I decided to believe that it could be possible to believe that not sleeping was not a problem. And I could let it be okay that I didn't yet believe it. 
And while I was working on believing it, knowing that I didn't yet believe it and letting that be okay, what I did was allow myself to accept the anxiety that I was experiencing. What this looked like is before a big work event, when I would wake up in an anxious panic and then not be able to go back to sleep, or when I would be laying there not able to get to sleep because of anxiety, instead of trying to logic my way out of it or go into worst case scenario planning, instead of doing either of those extremes, I recentered and focused on my body. I said, okay. I'm not asleep. That's the situation. That's it. That's all that's happening. I'm feeling anxious. Okay, that's what's happening in my body. That's it. And my brain would try to take me down all these stories about why that's a terrible problem. And I said, it's okay. We're not going to look at those stories right now. We're just going to focus on our body. And so I would notice the anxiety I was feeling, and I would just name it for what it was, anxiety. And I would notice how my cheeks were tingling, and I would notice how my breath felt shallow. And I would tell myself, this is anxiety. That's all that's happening. And my brain would try to go, oh, but, but what if this means we can't sleep? And I'd say, Lisa, we're just going to refocus on our body. Yeah, that might happen. And oh, I'm so sorry if it does, but we're going to not go there. And we're going to stay focused on the body, the present moment, which is just us in our body right now experiencing this feeling. And I kept rebringing my brain back to my body. I didn't try to think my way out of it, I just re guided my focus back to me, back to my body. And I didn't try to get out of anxiety either. I didn't try to make myself not feel anxious. I just let myself feel anxious and experienced the feeling and named the feeling. I didn't think, oh my God, now my heart rate's getting even stronger. What does that mean? No, I just noticed that the heartbeat was there. What this does is it takes us out of the mind drama gets us regrounded in ourselves by focusing on our body. And there's there's some more tools and, and tactics that I'll be sharing in upcoming episodes that can help with anyone managing anxiety around work, whether that be for their own business or for career. And uh, I will be sharing those, not even specific to sleep, but in, in regards to generalized anxiety at large. Uh, but I wanted to start with this initial story because it was the beginning of my transformation. And by doing that process, by refocusing on my body, I was able to get to where not sleeping was not a problem because the problem was never about not sleeping. It was all of the drama that came with it. But as soon as I let it be okay to feel how I was feeling, the drama subsided. And it truly no longer was a problem to not sleep. I wasn't trying to force a belief that didn't feel real. I genuinely knew, I knew that not sleeping was not a problem. And by knowing that, I relaxed whenever I wasn't sleeping, which 
ironically lets you then fall asleep. Sleep anxiety is no longer an issue that I experience. This doesn't mean there aren't some nights when I don't fall asleep right away. But I never experience the torment, the suffering that I used to experience. I never am up for an entire night. And and it could happen again. I could end up being up for an entire night. But I know it will not be the same because I don't see it as a problem anymore. What this meant was I didn't have to quit my job because of my sleep issues. And I didn't have to say no to events because I was concerned about whether I'd be able to fall asleep or not. It gave me my life back. So whether for you it's sleep anxiety or something else emotionally that feels like it's stopping you from being you at work, I share this story so that you can know that there are solutions. There can be a way to get help. Your current reality does not need to stay your reality forever. There are ways to change and there are ways to shift. I've done this for me and I've helped my clients do it as well with other things related to workplace, whether it be anxiety or self-doubt or indecision or comparison with others. You can do this If this is resonating with you and you want more, sign up for a consult call with me. We get on that call together. I ask you questions to identify what is stopping you, your career stoppers, your work blockers, your confidence stops that aren't allowing you to fully be you. And I share what those are with you so you can see what's stopping you. And that is that first step to making change. I help clients with these types of things every day. Let me help you too. If this is calling to you and you are ready to sign up, go to beliefseed.com slash schedule. That's beliefseed.com slash schedule and sign up for your consult today. There is relief to be found. We do not have to be trapped by our emotions. We do not have to try to fake it our way through. We do not have to try to force on beliefs that truly aren't feeling like they fit. That is not the way forward. But there is relief. And it is possible to create the work of your dreams to show up in a place that is aligned with you. I've done it for me. My clients have done it for themselves. You can do it too. Thanks for joining the episode today. And to celebrate the launch of this podcast, I am raffling some free prizes. First, access to my soul-filled self-confidence course. Second, access to my drop the need to people please course. And third, a readout with me to go over your Enneagram personality type. Now here's how you can be entered in to win one of these prizes. You'll rate or review or subscribe to my podcast. And then you'll send me an email at lisa at believeseed.com to let me know. 